0: Hey y'all, I'm Kelsey, and this is We Are Our Own Lovers, a podcast about queering relationship and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Let's do this again. <laughs> it's me. I'm back. Um, <laughs> It's been about, it's been almost three years uh, since the initial episodes of We Are Our Own Lovers were released. A lot has changed. Um, A lot has happened. And I think I've kept this podcast close to me in various ways and also... I needed to process and grow and move into a new version of myself before I could continue again. And over the years, there's been a few different um, nudges from the universe that have reminded me that this is a space that I can return to when I'm ready and I think I'm ready (laughs) I'm looking for a place that lets me play and lets me talk through and explore and uh, get into some things that I don't have a place for currently Um, I think over the last three years I've done a lot of things creatively I've tried a lot of things And things that used to work seem to no longer work for me. Um, Places that are situations that I've engaged with with other people have changed and shifted and grown in other ways. And I'm at a point now where I'm not really wanting to be on Instagram like I have been previously, which I think is a pretty shared experience for a lot of folks who really treasured that space um, a few years ago and now are experiencing it in a really different way. We know a lot more. um, And yeah, that can be a really, it can be a really difficult place to be as a creator, as someone who's looking to connect with others about ideas that are deeper or yeah, that require more space in some ways. So I don't feel like my work really fits there anymore, and um, I recently ended my Patreon for similar reasons, except um, mostly I, j- I just don't feel like I fit as a creator on Patreon. I think uh, the things that I did there I th- I think were really cool, and I was excited about having that space to be a container for my creativity, and as my life has changed over the last three years, uh, it's, yeah, it's become clear to me that that is not the container that I need personally, even though I know a lot of creators work really, really well in that space and it supports a lot of folks beautifully. And also I'm, I'm clear in myself that that's not the space for me. And so as I've been kind of feeling into the possibilities of where I could grow into next or explore next. um, The podcast just kept coming up. I'm also really curious about what more I could do on a podcast because I think previously um, I was just, I mean, to be honest, I was really doubting myself and unsure about um, if people would want to listen to me or if people should want to listen to me. And I think that's one reason why I was um, wanting to be having interviews, um, instead of me just sharing my thoughts. I also really love talking to queer people. So (laughs) that's another thing. Um, I also think that in coming back to this podcast, I'm coming back to relationship with myself in a very different way than I've been in relationship with me in the last three years. Um, I think because of my own personal experience, but also because of the way the world has been a really difficult place to be in um, for a variety of reasons in a more loud way in the last um, several years. I think that the part of me that really wants to share my experience um, needed some hermit time. Needed some private time to kind of go through what was happening in the world and inside of myself and my personal life, in my experience before I could come back out and and be in connection with myself a bit more publicly than I could in the last few years. So I'm back. <laughs> And I have a lot of things I wanna talk about um, and explore. I think I'm also learning, so some lessons that I've learned in the last three years that I think are gonna be really present with how this unfolds is, I've learned a lot about slowing down. (laughs) I've learned so much. I've learned so much about patience. I've learned a lot about what it takes to make something that is built to last. And those things are all amazing understandings to have for myself and the way that I work in the world and how my personal experience is, um, around creating things. And those things were not easy. (laughs) Those things have not been easy. Um... To learn or to be with or to have, you. Know, it's. I mean, for me at least, I have a Stellium in Aries and I'm a Leo rising, and there's a lot of fire in my chart. I like moving quickly. Um, it feels good too, in a lot of ways. And slowing down and being patient have been lessons I've definitely learned the hard way. Um. Same with feeling deeper into trusting more so my own discernment about what I'm needing or what the situation is asking for or how I want to show up in the world in different ways and so yeah the last three years have been uh I'm trying to think of the best like kind word to use with myself for this um There has been a lot of beautiful growth and there's been a lot of struggle (laughs) because uh, if you know anything about me, (laughs) maybe it should be that I have had a really strong relationship um, with struggling and putting myself in positions where that is more common to my experience than it maybe needs to be (laughs) so um yeah I've released some of that I will I am proud of myself to say that I am more intentional with when I am choosing or when I am moving with an energy of struggle about things I hold it and engage with that very differently now than I than I have previously in my life so Yeah. um, So part of what I want to be doing in this podcast space now, um, really the two things I want to be doing. One is exploring things that help me to develop bigger projects I'm working on. And then the other thing is I want to play. (laughs) I want to. Um, I want to find joy and pleasure in creating things that allow people to go a bit deeper into themselves because I think there's like, I mean, which all of us, I think have experienced it in a, in a quiet or, um, challenging, <laughs> um, uncomfortable way when we have done in our work. Um, I, I think A lot of what I shared, at least in the last episode, was definitely related to that and how important it is to be in that discomfort sometimes. And I think in the last three years, another part of what I have allowed myself to feel into is the importance of finding ways to do my own inner work that are enjoyable (laughs) that offer me some play because if I only stay in that discomfort I don't actually grow that much like I grow more when I have a balance between those two when I'm both uncomfortable and feeling a lot of comfort right there's something about the paradox there that has been really helpful for me um it's also part of who I am. I actually really like having fun. I like being playful and silly sometimes. And yeah, there's like, there's an energy in me that is just naturally like that. And so in some ways, I think that makes my own experience of um, exploring myself and my inner world like a great pleasure for me, <laughs> Um and i think i always i have gotten confused previously when people uh have responded to things i've shared about what i've learned about myself or the process i've taken with myself when when folks respond in a way that's like oh my god like how did you do that or like wow why would you want to do that it always confuses me because that's it's just so me (laughs) I don't know I don't know how to stop doing it and I don't want to you know um I think after like consciously and intentionally committing to myself through marrying myself I I think that was really like me saying like no this is actually part of me that I really need and if you want to be engaging with me in any kind of way I need you to be doing that stuff too um in some kind of way so yeah (laughs) i really want this place or this space in terms of the podcast to also hold that of like this exploration gets to be both gets to be difficult and challenging and struggle oriented and uncomfortable and sometimes really painful with the truths that we have to tell ourselves um and it also has to be Playful and enjoyable and pleasure filled or pleasure centered at times, right? Um, it's not helpful to try to only do one of those because we're not going to really get anywhere. you know it's like it's like when you're rowing a boat, if you have two oars, you really need to use both of those, otherwise you're just going to be going in circles. so um, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of complexity there, and complexity is what moves us forward it's you know grist for the mill it's how we go anywhere (laughs) so um yeah that's my intention with this space now and what I'm wanting to do here uh in a different way maybe than I did before um and we're gonna start (laughs) um now to get into what I want to do today specifically um we're gonna start with a quiz. That was one of my favorite parts of um, We Are Our Own Lovers. Previously, was being able to give people I was interviewing a quiz that I had created for them. And I had the thought when I wanted to bring We Are Our Own Lovers back recently, I wondered if I could give you all a quiz, like what it would be like to create a quiz and read it to you. It's also in the show notes. Um, so if, if it's easier for you or better for you to like go that way, go for it. Um, but what we're going to do is I'm going to read you the different questions. I'm going to invite you to choose your answers as we go. Um, then I will read the different scores, the different things have, and we will, do the process together and give you some time to do some maths. um, And then I'm going to talk through what I understand the essentially like quote unquote answers to be right. The, the score is what your score was and what that means. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I don't know if this is going to work. Like, honestly, I have no idea if this is actually going to be something anybody wants to do or like if it's going to work in terms of um how it flows, but I feel really excited about it, and I made a really cool quiz. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I want to do with you all right now. Uh, are you in? <laughs> okay. <Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. laughs> the, the title of this quiz is A Parts Puzzle with the subtitle of Who in you do you need to meet? Are you ready? Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to read you the different questions and the possible answers. Um, Then I'll tell you what the scoring is. And then we'll get into what the results are. If you learn better or it's easier for you to comprehend to be seeing it, um, you can go into the show notes. It's down there too. Uh, So you can do whatever works best for you. If At the the bottom of the show notes there, it will be a timestamp for when I start talking about the different um, possible answers you could have chosen, okay? So if you want to do that, go for it. If you want to stay with me and we will go through reading the questions, let's do that. Okay. So just so that you know, when you're listening, the first four questions are all connected. So you're going to choose a part of you initially and then that's the same part i'm referencing through the rest of the questions the first four then the, the next uh, four are not about that part they're about other parts which you'll understand i think but just to be clear the first question is what part of you do you do you notice most often a your inner child b your sexual self C, your creative parts, D, your inner critic, or E, your social self. So which part makes their presence known most often to you? Okay. Number two, when that part is loud, I need, A, eroticism, B, time alone, C, tenderness, D, control, or E, attention. Okay, number three. If I'm not caring for that part... I tend to find myself in situations where A, I am shut down with fear, B, I am seeking out misaligned connections, C, I am settling for discomfort but familiarity, D, I am causing trouble, <laughs> or E, I am intensely emotional. Okay, now for number four. I trust this part to show me A, my inner world, B, my power, C, my fears, D, my truth, or E, my depths. Okay. So now we're gonna switch uh, energies for a bit. And number five, this question is What experience do you identify least with? So, which one feels like not in your experience, not one you wanna be having, okay? A, the charming seducer, B, the domineering authority, C, the rebellious lone wolf. D, the eager attention seeker, or E, the cold social climbing elitist. Okay, now for number six. These will sound familiar to you, but which of the following are you most attracted to? A, the charming seducer, B, the domineering authority. C, the rebellious lone wolf, D, the eager attention seeker, or E, the cold, social-climbing elitist. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Now for number seven. I feel most intimidated by someone who is A, the life of the party, B, the celebrated up-and-coming artist, C, the opinionated judge. D, the sensual flirt. Or E, the deep feeling intuitive. Okay, now for the last question, which is unlike any of the others, (laughs) because it's something I like to do. Um, Please choose one of the following that you feel most drawn to. A, light yellow b deep crimson c bright orange d soothing lilac or e natural turquoise okay 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 um so those are all the questions it's a short quiz obviously <laughs> um, if you need to go back and replay, please do. Or if you need to read, pause for a minute and read and then choose what you want, great. So for the scoring part, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna tell you what question it is. I'm gonna read the possible answers. And then I'm going to tell you a number that goes with which whichever answer, right? Some answers have more than one number on various questions. So write down all of the numbers for whichever um, answer you gave. And then from there, you'll be able to see which number you have the most of, which is how you know what your result is right in the end. So uh, it's very technical. (laughs) Um, But here we go for the answer section. So the first one doesn't actually get any points because it's the part we already know. So... uh, We're just going to skip that one, and we're going to go on to the second one to start the scoring. So for number two, if you wrote down A, eroticism, write down two and three. B, alone time, write down one and three. C, tenderness, write down one and four. D, control, control. Write down two and four. (laughs) Um, For E, attention, write down two, one, and five. Okay, for the third question, if you chose A, I I am shut down with fear. Write down one, four, and five. If you chose B, I am seeking out misaligned connection. Write down one, two, and five. If you chose C, I am settling for discomfort but familiarity. Write down five, four, and one. If you chose D, I am causing trouble. Write down one, two, and three. And if you chose E, I am intensely emotional. (laughs) Write down one, three, and four. For the fourth question, if you chose A, my inner world, write down one and three. If you chose B, my power, write down two, four, and five. If you chose C, my fears, write down one, four, and five. If you chose D, my truth, write down one, three, and four. If you chose E, my depths, write down one, two, and three. So those are all of the ones that have multiple answers. I mean, in terms of numbers at the end. So the next ones will just be a single number for each one. So question number five. If you chose A, the, seduce, the, the charming seducer, write down the number four. If you chose B, the dominating authority, write down the number one. If you chose C, the rebellious lone wolf, write down the number five. If you chose D, eager atten- the eager attention seeker, write down the number three. If you chose E, the cold social climbing elitist, write down the number two. Okay, now for... Question number six. If you chose A, the charming seducer, write down number two. If you chose B, the domineering authority, write down number four. If you chose C, the rebellious lone wolf, write down number three. If you chose D, the eager attention seeker, write down number one. And if you chose E, the cold social climbing elitist, write down number five. Okay, for number for question number seven, if you chose A, the life of the party, write down number five. If you chose B, the celebrated up-and-coming artist, write down number three. If you chose C, the opinionated judge, write down number four. If you chose D, the sensual flirt, write down number two. If you chose E, the deep feeling intuitive, write down number one. Okay, then for the last question, if you chose A, A, light yellow, write down number five. If you chose B, deep crimson, write down number two. If you chose C, bright orange, write down number four. If you chose D, soothing lilac, write down number one. And if you chose E, natural turquoise, write down number three. Okay, so now take a minute and look at the numbers that you have. It is wonderful if you have um, a tie or, you know, you have mostly one number, but a lot of another number, Um, whatever numbers are most prevalent on your score sheet that you just made, um, that's what you're going to pay attention to for what I'm about to talk about, okay? Okay, so... We are at the part where I'm going to tell you what the uh, results are based on the numbers that you received in that last section. So some of you might already feel like you know what I'm going to say here based on how the quiz was set up and be prepared to be surprised because, you know... (laughs) Or maybe just be prepared for me to say it in a different, more gentle way. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. We're going to do this this way. So, okay, drum roll. I can't do that. (laughs) If you got mostly ones in response to the quiz, the part you are needing to meet or come closer to are your sensitive parts. Hmm. So, some names for this are some ways to conceptualize this, these parts of you. This could be your inner young one. This could be a small animal part of you. Um, this could also be just precious experience. So innocence, unknowing <laughs> um, parts of ourselves that sometimes can feel really scared because they don't know. Um, also just tender, right? Tender parts, emotional parts. So the focus for this section for the for these kind of parts, these sensitive parts, the focus for them is emotions and feelings, being gentle, self-soothing and listening, witnessing those parts and providing care for those parts. So if your sensitive parts are what is calling out to you based on this quiz at least, it's time to maybe do some things that feel silly, um or that maybe other parts of you have judgments about, but that might actually be needed, like talking about how you're feeling at least to yourself. Uh, maybe journaling, maybe taking some time to express and like feel in your body what emotions are present um, when when my sensitive parts need some care or attention, and I have been maybe uh not allowing space for that. <laughs> One thing that I can do that really helps me, which I have no idea if it will help you, but it's an idea um, or a place to start, is I ask myself as though I am talking literally to a small child, because that's what feels comforting or helpful for me. You could say this as though you were talking to a small animal or, um, yeah, something that is just A bit defenseless Um, I start by saying something along the lines of can you tell me what happened or can you tell me what's happening how are you feeling (laughs) Um, what's going on all of those questions are questions I ask myself Uh, I also sometimes will put a hand on my heart space when I do that um it does feel really cheesy or cliche to say, and it's actually really helpful for me um, I have my moon is in Capricorn, and so sometimes I'm a little bit compartmentalized about my emotions. I don't know if that's the case for anyone else um <laughs> cap Moon or not, but um, yeah, having an open invitation to myself to tell me what's happening can be really really helpful so uh, i also want to just be clear that i will ask myself that question and then i will just sit there and i won't let my mind kind of fill up what i think is going on um i will instead let my mind just stay as open as possible and see what arises because sometimes other things that are unexpected will come up sometimes they don't but yeah it's a practice so just an idea about how to meet with those sensitive parts. Um, Really, you can do whatever feels good to you because I know that you know how to engage with yourself. So just some quick do's and don'ts or invitations for do's and invitations for don'ts with your sensitive parts. Do use soft words. Don't really engage with negative self-talk. Uh, Maybe move closer. Do stay closer to staying present. And maybe don't um, try to avoid your internal sensations. (laughs) Um, Something else to do is possibly ask loving questions. Do engage in whatever comfort skills or like supports you have, right? If you know there are things that help you feel more comfortable or comforted, Please do those things. Um, The more comfortable you are, the more likely your sensitive parts are going to feel like they can actually share with you what's happening, in my opinion. Um, And then maybe don't try to hide from yourself, (laughs) if at all possible, which sometimes I know it's not possible to stop hiding from yourself. But if you want to try, your sensitive parts, I think, would Enjoy that. Awesome. Okay. So now if you got mostly twos, um, you are needing to or being invited to go deeper with your curious sensual parts, which is a fun one to me because <laughs> I, I enjoy talking, getting to know mine. Um, so the way you can think about this part of yourself is uh, your playful self. An embodied explorer, another way to think about it, um, or a sensual map maker. So those are just some like archetypes kind of energies you can play with um, to help you go deeper with this specific part, these specific parts. So the focus for the curious your your curious sensual parts is around the pleasure of being in a body. Um doesn't have to be sexual, can be if you want it to be, but can be also just about the pleasure of what it's like to be in a body, to experience things like eating or drinking water, moving, stretching, feeling the sun or rain or water or um, heat, warmth on your skin, Um, the ways that You receive pleasure through your sight, if you have that, or hearing, if you have that, or taste or smell. Um, All of those things are possibilities of pleasures that you can experience while being embodied. Um, Other things are seeking new ways of being with enjoyment. Uh, You can also explore your own inner truth and practice acceptance around your desires. The curious sensual parts are playful and they're also um, curious in regards to what turns you on. That, again, does not have to be sexual. It can be creative, it can be fun, it can be comforting, it can be soothing. Um, Whatever it is that, you know, helps you feel alive in a way that feels good. That's what this part is like seeking out often. So some do's for this uh, experience and some, maybe some don'ts. (laughs) Um, Do explore erotic touch. Again, I'm going to keep saying it does not have to be sexual. And eroticism in that case is just meaning sensations of being alive, right? It can be creative. um, It can be exploratory. It does not need to necessarily be directly linked to sexuality, it can be more about the sen- senses and sensual experience of being in a body, right? So you can touch yourself in ways that feel soothing or comforting or caring, um, or just pleasureful, right? Not sexually pleasureful, unless you're into that and then please do it. But you can also just do it to to feel what it's like to run your hands over your skin um feel what it's like to put your feet in warm water. Um whatever it is that really like feels supportive of your sensual experience, your embodied experience. Let's do that, right? So um let's not do self-judgment. <laughs> um often self-judgment is one of the strongest barriers from feeling our bodies, right? So when we're in our mind, Especially in like a white supremacist culture, our mind is like valued as like the thing. And also that is a form of controlling us so that we don't feel our bodies and our bodies are actually really, really important because they give us so much information and so much insight and so much wisdom that our brains actually can't understand. So if we can try to disconnect from self-judgment... Um, we can also try to disconnect from overthinking or doubt. Um, those things are going to, when they're present, they're going to make it a lot harder for us to feel into the wisdom of our bodies. And just like everything <laughs> that we're talking about, it takes practice to be able to feel into our bodies, especially if we have been very comfortable or very familiar with the experience of being disconnected from our bodies for various reasons, right? So be gentle and go slow. Um, Some other do's are exploring um, hot energetic awareness. (laughs) I made that term up. Um, But um, again, it doesn't have to be sexual and there is something about our own desire or feeling A desire move in our body does not have to be sexual, can definitely be sexual. But that energetic movement um, of what it's like when we feel excited about something or interested in something or, you know, drawn to something, that's the awareness that I'm talking about. Um, So that energetic kind of awareness internally to us can be very hot, can definitely be something our sensual parts are into, right? Um, Last thing to maybe avoid is letting shame take over, which like I saw a really (laughs) great, (laughs) um, um, so (laughs) I'm going to tell you anyway, I saw a really amazing reel. Um, I can maybe link to it. It's so (laughs) a friend of mine, she is a coach and she made a hilarious, um, reel recently of, the voiceover is like from Schitt's Creek when they're talking about folding in the cheese. And essentially she, she was playing both parts of Moira and David, but um, she's playing both of them. And essentially what she's talking about is like when people say like, just let go of that shame, like just let go of the shame. And I thought it was so good. It was just, it made me laugh so much one, cause I love Schitt's Creek and also just because it was so well done. Um, Anyway, Rianne Beecraft, uh, look into her. <laughs> um, she's great. And that reel was hilarious to me. But I just want to name the fact that like, if we can try to distance ourselves from shame or not allow shame to take over, even if it's still present, that can be really helpful for allowing our sensual parts to talk, right? I know that it's really difficult when shame comes up in for whatever reason, in whatever way, it, it can be an immediate shutdown for anything that's happening um, that could be pleasure filled. So I get that. And it's a practice. So keep trying. Lastly, a way that you can connect to your sensual parts is um, feeling the safety that you innately have inside of you that lets you be turned on. So... Um, in the same way that shame is kind of a difficult, I mean, it's a very difficult thing. It's not kind of, it's very much a difficult thing to get around when it comes up or to deal with when it comes up. If we can come back internally into ourselves and remind ourselves that we are safe with ourselves, it's also a practice. And if we can remember that if we can feel into that safety in ourselves, we can allow what turns us on to actually turn us on, right? So be gentle. Maybe with all of these, I'm going to tell you to be gentle, but <laughs> there are new parts or there are parts that maybe just need more attention. And that means that there's probably other harder things connected to them, right? So be gentle, please. Okay. If you got mostly threes, you are needing to connect or meet or hang out with or go deeper with your self-expressive parts. So you can think about this in terms of like your creativity. You can also think about it as your inner magician or your maker self. Um, So if you don't identify as like a maker or a creative or an artist or anything like that, that's totally fine. Because all of us, <laughs> all of us are innately, right? We are innately creative animals. That's just part of the human condition. <laughs> it's part of what it means to be human. And so even if you don't have a relationship with um, that archetype or that story or that experience, you don't have a creative medium that you normally work in or like whatever, you don't have to, um, <laughs> is mostly what I'm here to tell you. So um the focus of this can be moving. I mean, it doesn't have to see, again, it doesn't have to be about art or, you know, crafting or like anything like that. The focus here is mostly just moving what is inside, outside. So it can be writing it down. It can be dancing it out. It can be cackling, it can be, (laughs) crying, Um, whatever is happening inside, moving it outside is the focus, right? So using your mind, your body, um, your soul in unison, all of those things coming together at once, that is how we express, right? And there's so many ways to express in in alignment or in unison between all of those parts of ourselves, right? So when our self-expressive parts are wanting to come out, we're really looking to do that through unifying in some way our minds, our bodies, and our spiritual selves. Um, This also happens by expressing an opening to what wants to come into your world from the spiritual realm right so like what is wanting to visit you what ideas are around what have you been thinking about what could you be more curious about that helps you to know yourself right because that's also self-expression begins with understanding ourselves in in a specific way or in a new way right um so similarly to, <laughs> to the sensual self, we're going to really try to turn that self-judgment down as much as possible. Um, we're going to remind ourselves that like it's great and it's important and it's needed to be silly, to be spontaneous, to do things we think are kind of weird. <laughs> um, when our self-expression really wants to be part of our experience, That's an invitation for us to like just do things we've not done before and not even in front of anyone else, right? We can just do them in front of ourselves, we can do them in private. Um, but what's being asked is that we have to maybe try things we don't normally do, um, and that can actually be really fun when that self-judgment is turned down or when we're not allowing perfectionism to take over or when we're not blocking ourselves because we're scared of failing, right? Um, There's a whole other thing (laughs) about um, what that actually making mistakes is needed for us to become more creative creatures, right? To be able to be more in connection with our bodies, to be in more connection with this alignment that I talked about between mind, body, and soul. We have to make mistakes because that's how we learn to do things in a way we like more, you know? Um, So yeah, making sure that you are finding ways that you can um, maybe be impulsive or, in a safe way right um taking care of yourself in that but also like being open to yourself and letting what's there come out in whatever way it needs to um yeah we can i mean same with the shame we talked about before if we can try to resist letting some shame take over that's really important too um but being gentle being gentle being gentle (laughs) always um Yeah, and and with with our self-expression, continuing to try I think is really important, right? Even when maybe we feel like we didn't do it right before or we feel like this is embarrassing even if I'm by myself, like whatever it is that the feeling that shame is bringing up or that fear is bringing up or whatever, um, if we keep trying, I think other feelings can come in, you know? If we let ourselves keep going into whatever expression wants to be had um that's an invitation that allows more and more space for it for that expression to move through so okay um now if you got mostly fours the (laughs) the parts that you are needing to meet or come closer into contact with are your lovingly, lovingly discerning parts. Um, So these parts can be known or like you can explore them as your wise self, your inner elder, or just the idea of honest compassion, right? So when I talk about discerning, specifically lovingly discerning, it means that we're telling ourselves the truth even when it's hard to do that knowing things that are true even when it's really hard or painful or uncomfortable to know or see or witness those things and we're taking really good care of ourselves when we're in the process of being with what's what's not fun to be with right our inner elders are the ones the parts of us that are knowing what's happening in a situation very clearly and understand all the complexities that are happening between us and others and all the nuance present there emotionally. And they also tell it like it is, right? So this part of you, the focus for this part of you is self-truth telling, is balancing honesty with care and allowing what is to be fully seen or witnessed with loving support. So instead of shaming ourselves or calling ourselves cruel names or telling ourselves that we should have seen this all along um, or hiding from the truth, like all of those things are things that we do when we feel unprepared or unable to care for ourselves um, when something big is happening emotionally for us, right? Often truth-telling is avoided because it's gonna change something, probably emotionally for us, right? Or it's gonna change something in our lives and then that has emotional ramifications inside of us. Um, And so being really, really intentional and really loving with ourselves in moments of having to face hard truths is really important, right? Even when the truth is really good, like I you know, if we're talking about say you have a crush on someone <laughs> or you know, there's something happening in a relationship with someone and you feel really excited about them but you're kind of shy and you don't know how to share yourself. Say that, you know, the truth you have to tell yourself is you maybe are attracted to this person or you maybe really want to know them more and that feels kind of scary that's still a truth-telling moment where your inner elder can come in and really lovingly let you know what's happening, right? So when you're opening up to these lovingly discerning parts, it doesn't always have to be that they're seeing, you know, the awful, painful things of the world. It can also just mean that they're noticing things that are a little bit scary for you to really be present with, um, even when they're good or exciting or fun, right? If Maybe there has been a creative project that you've really wanted to do, but you feel scared about. Your inner elder is the one who comes in and says, "It's time now. <laughs> like, you have to start that." <laughs> um, so yeah, it can be it can be deeply painful things we're having to look at, but it doesn't have to be necessarily. Also, the more you listen or check in with your inner elder the more likely that the truths they're telling you aren't as painful because it means that you aren't avoiding their wisdom. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Do's and don'ts with the discerningly love or lovingly, discerningly loving, that too, lovingly discerning parts. Um... Do be firmly tender with yourself. So be very, really as clear as possible with yourself while also being a safe, soft place for your heart. Try not to pretend. <laughs> I mean, there is, I guess, a certain degree of like, fake it till you make it. And also like, you can be real with you. You can be real with you. You don't have to pretend you're a safe place for yourself even when maybe there have been choices previously that parts of you didn't feel safe, you are always moving towards, you can always be moving towards being a safer and safer and safer place for you and all of your parts. Right. Um, which also means that you get to be avoiding being harsh and you get to stay present with yourself instead of running away. Um, yeah. So some other things you can do uh, when you are in connection with your lovingly discerning parts, you can ask for help. It's very hard. I know. It's uncomfortable. And you deserve it. You deserve help if you need it, right? So you can practice asking for help. Um, you can open up to being accountable for things that have happened that you've, that you've done, right? Accountable to yourself first about anything that happened that wasn't okay for you you get to own that with yourself and be really loving about what happens next right um and you can hold multiple perspectives so another thing to do with discernment when when we're working from a place of discernment we get to see all of the possible perspectives (laughs) which is sometimes overwhelming um But it definitely means that we get to hold the truths that everyone in the situation holds. Even when we know or we believe or we trust ourselves to know that what someone else is seeing is not true about us or is not a loving or kind way to exist in the world, we can still be present with the fact that, okay, for some reason, they're holding that truth that I know is not a full truth and is maybe trying to protect them from something, right? But we can see their perspective. We can see our own perspective in various ways, right? We all have multiple perspectives. Sometimes we don't want to listen to all the things we're seeing or knowing. Um, But when we're connecting with our loving discernment, we definitely get to see a multitude of perspectives and know a wider truth than we could have before. So... Okay, last but not at all least, if you got mostly fives, you are needing to or, or needing to meet or getting to become closer with your relationally supported parts. So ways to understand this these parts of you, you could see this part as your social butterfly, your inner friend, or your connection cultivating self, right? It's the part of you that loves people. (laughs) Um, And maybe one reason why this is being invited is because sometimes when we have been around people who we uh, do not feel cared for by or do not align with us and what we're needing, it can feel like we don't like people at all. that does not change the fact that all of us have social parts right even if they express in different ways even if we don't need a a lot of social engagement to feel content and grounded and supported inside of ourselves being social is part of being human so all of us have parts that are relationally supported um So when you're connecting to these different types of parts, the focus there can be on right relationship, both with yourself and with others, but others have to be present kind of, right, in this social situation. So considering or exploring what it means for you to be in right relationship. What does a right relationship mean for you Um, in this context with this person, right? I'm talking really intimately right relationship. I think there's a lot of um, we can generally speak about what being in right relationship means and the practice of it inside of our relationships with other people is very personal. So exploring that for yourself is important um, to get in contact with these parts. Um, seeking out your own integrity um, and having integrity with what you need and connecting with others. So, you know, what feels good? for you when you're connecting with other people? Um, what kind of connections do you want to have? When do you feel seen? How do you best receive support? Um, what are you not open to, (laughs) right? Um, also being honest about what feels good in relationship. So, um, I think especially because we can be social creatures who don't have the social skills or, you know, the social setting that we need. We can kind of settle into situations that actually don't give us that social care that we're looking for or that we actually really need internally. And so being honest with ourselves when what we have available is not really maybe what would feed this relationally supported self. Um, Yeah. So some things you can do in this space um you can sense into how you feel when you're around other people. <laughs> um you can pay attention to what's happening internally when you're hanging out with friends or coworkers or people around um family whatever whoever is around you whenever you're engaging with someone feeling internally to like what's happening. How how am I inside <laughs> when I'm engaging outwardly, right? Um you can also um, check in after meetups. If it feels too hard to like check in with yourself when you're directly talking with someone, check in after the meetup with yourself, right? When you're like on the bus going home or like whatever, like walking home on in your car, like however you're getting back to a space that's uh, maybe more private for you. Think about how was that? Did I like that? <laughs> what just happened? Um, that can be really informative. Uh, And a really beautiful space for our relationally supported parts to speak to us, right? Um, Some things you could maybe avoid doing um, is letting loneliness be the story. So especially when we're in a space where our relationally supported selves are not cared for in the ways that we need, the story of loneliness can overcome us and sometimes move in the same ways shame does, right? Right? where it takes the reins and essentially leaves us stuck um, so that the only story we know is the story of feeling alone or feeling lonely. And that doesn't need to be or have to be the only story present here, right? That we can acknowledge whatever loneliness we're feeling and we can also be aware of like, oh, that loneliness has something to tell me beyond the fact that I think this person doesn't understand me, or doesn't isn't with me emotionally, or or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, we can also like challenge ourselves to figure out what might feel good. We can listen more to our relationally supported parts and ask them like, if this isn't what I like, what do I like? <laughs> you know, they have a lot of wisdom. I mean, all of these different parts that we're being asked to connect with have a lot of wisdom to give us. Um, And being real about what feels good is really important. And sometimes we won't know, right? Sometimes we have to be present with these parts for a while before we're like, oh, actually, I like being in a group setting more than I like one-on-ones. You know, like that kind of thing is something that we don't always realize Oh, I like it when someone comes to my house. Oh, I really like it more when I'm in someone else's space. Like really small things, subtle things that we wouldn't maybe notice or think any, any kind of way about. When we sit with our, our parts that know how we want to be cared for relationally, then we can kind of decipher what we actually want instead of what's just available, right? Okay. Okay. That was it. That was the first quiz. Oh, <laughs> uh, how did that go? Did you like that? Um, I had a lot of fun, and I am really glad that I could create this. It was so much fun to create this, actually. Um, I wanted to – I would, was, like, challenging myself when I was creating it, trying to think of ways that I could um, deepen the play of a quiz like this. Um, And I got some places I really liked. So thank you for coming with me. Thank you for exploring this. Thank you for being back here um, or here for the first time, if this is your first time listening. And I cannot wait to share more with you all soon. Take the best care possible. And I will be back in a couple of weeks. Okay. Bye.